Francis Diano is the founder of PACE, a facility based in Manila known for approaching fitness rooted on prehab versus rehab. Francis is a certified physical therapist, sports coach, and orthopedic specialist, among other things. The prehab versus rehab mantra basically means he and the people of PACE want to empower anyone working out to train smart instead of only seeing a physical therapist once there's a problem. A marathoner and triathlete himself, Francis has written for sports publications like ESPN and designed programs for runners, both in New York and Manila. Thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. Nice to see you again. Yeah. I you in like years. Since I didn't see you before you guys left for uh, the state. Yeah. I think the last time I saw you was in Tropa. Oh, yeah. And you then, weren't married. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. And you weren't a father yet. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah. So, see, two life, big life changes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the okay. last time also was in 2016, I went there before I left for Bali. Oh, yeah, Just, that's like, true. Make sure that all my screws were in place. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Oh, if you see, if you actually come by now, it looks the place is very different from what um, from when you last came. <clears throat> I actually have this whole space now. That's why this there's this thing behind me. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. So we like now this is like the basically like the area where we do all of the virtual stuff. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, anyway, could you start giving? tips with regard to like someone like me who's been working out at home a lot and also like doing more online workouts like what are things to be mindful of because everyone mm -hmm. wants to just not go to the hospital especially now right of course uh, I mean you know one of the biggest setbacks nowadays is that when we decide on what exercises we're going to do oftentimes uh, we start turning to social media and we tend to do the exercises that, uh, that a, lot of our, uh, a lot of the people we follow tend to do. Uh, but what we tend to also forget is that sometimes the exercises that work for them may not necessarily also work for us. So for instance, somebody who's extremely fit might have a very intense workout. Yeah. And then for somebody who's coming from just literally the couch, they might struggle with it. So then you also have to kind of filter that out. I always try to caution people that, you know, when you're looking at social media for a source of uh, activity or exercise or fitness, it's also a highlight reel. So it doesn't necessarily show you all of the back end stuff that you actually have to do to yeah. get to where they yeah. are. So uh, it's not that what they're doing is wrong. It's just that it's appropriate for them at the time because they are already in that arena. So three things you always want to take into consideration is number one, like uh, how much how much space do you actually have to work out, right? Are you going to be yeah, working yeah. out in your living room or are you going to be working out in your bedroom? Or do you, you know, you have a nice garden? That's number one. Number two, like what's your level of fitness? Are, if you decide to do on, let's say, a 20-minute high-intensity interval workout, do you actually have the fitness to do it? Or are you just doing it because this influencer was doing it at the time and you thought that it would be good since they were doing it too. So you kind of have to gauge your own fitness. And this is where it becomes tricky because, you know, there's also a pride thing where you're just like, oh, I can do this and whatnot. Yeah. 
Yeah. But take note, take note that at the end of the day, if you want to stay out of the hospital, you also can't push yourself too hard because if you get hurt or worst case scenario, something drastic, something really bad happens, then that's where you're going to end up too. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to consider that. Actually, course, I sorry, uh, I just want to interject, but I actually feel more comfortable practicing at home because I feel it takes off the pressure versus a mm-hmm. class and you're like, oh my God, everyone can see me if I don't do the eight reps. But at home, that's true. I, it kind of works opposite to me. I get a little bit lazier. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, I'm going to sit this set out. <laughs> and actually you'll see that too sometimes. Like for example, a lot of people are taking to Zoom workouts now where they actually just join a class. Yeah, Some yeah. people will just be more comfortable turning the turning the video off because they're like, well, I can't keep up with them. But then they're, you know, they tend to do flourish also. But yeah. you also see the types of people who who like that element of competition, right? Yeah, yeah. Pushes them. Yeah. So I, on, I feel like that. Things. Sorry, that goes back to what you're saying in the first point that like everything is not transferable. Like just because the yeah. teacher is doing it doesn't mean that you have to take like every single thing she's doing into your mm-hmm. practice yeah anyway sorry absolutely no abs- absolutely i mean we like for example i do a lot of virtual consults now since people can't get in and out uh of, of the office and one of the main things you'll see is that people will say that oh i hurt myself trying to do this particular maneuver yeah. because i saw it the way the instructor was doing it but what they also tend to forget is that when the instructor does it, they are fully aware of it and they have the feedback to do it. But for somebody who might be doing it for the first time, if they don't have that, it becomes very difficult because then you're gauging yourself. And sometimes like, we tend to overestimate our abilities when it comes to the things that we do in terms yeah. of like, exercise. Um, and to your point, it does work both ways. Uh, sometimes it, it gets better. Sometimes it, gets, uh, sometimes it can make you a better um, exerciser at home or it can make you a worse exerciser. So make you lazier because like, no one sees me. I always do all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lastly, of course, I always try to tell people to start slow. Uh, any, anything that uh, involves exercise or workouts always should have a ramping period where you're warming up and where you're cooling down. A lot of injuries actually happen when people just basically go zero to a hundred in the first two minutes. Yeah. And then right when, right when they're done, like let's say workout's done, they just stop and then they just sit down. And so yeah. what happens there is all of the blood then just rushes and rushes into the extremities and then they feel very faint and pass out. So, I mean, those are things that we have to consider also. Yeah. And by um, going from zero to 100, it, could also mean like maybe you haven't been working out for a month and then you decide to join like this one hour intense class like so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily just about you know warming up and cooling down properly but I guess also pacing your um like workouts yeah yeah okay yeah absolutely um, that's, and that's why I like the, um, like, for example, you'll see a lot of apps nowadays that people download and whatnot. Yeah. And if you notice, the reason why in these apps, there is usually a warm-up and cool-down period is because they're, you know, just like in the States, there's liability issues with that. You can't just tell somebody, okay, you start working out by doing this. So they yeah. built into the apps. After they, verify, after they verify their instructors and they basically know that their instructors are safe, they put them 
through a structured program as to how this is how your workouts will progress and this is how you, your workouts will end. So there is always that, that kind of um, oversight in that sense. And so in a way, this, that's a good, this, that's why these, big, these apps are actually good things also, it's because there is oversight from the developer on how it's being done. Yeah. And like you what mentioned, worries, sorry, go ahead. What no, worries? That's okay. Yeah. No, you what mentioned. Worries, what worries? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, you mentioned a while ago, like to also consider the physical space. And you've been mm -hmm. doing these Absolutely. online consultations with your clients mm -hmm. and stuff. What for you are considerations you've noticed to take? Like, so I always tell them that have have the size, the amount of space you want to have available for when we're doing a consult. Let's say it's a lower back or whatnot. You'd want something the size of a yoga mat. Okay. All right. So you're looking at probably you know um, about two by one meter more or less, just so you have the freedom to move around. Uh, a big part of it is why a big part of it is just because. If uh, the only way we can really handle people online, like in my case, in my in what I do is, is getting them to move. And if I don't give them amount the amount of space that they need to move, then it becomes very difficult for them to do the activities as well. But also there's a safety issue, right? If you start working out next to a table that has a sharp edge and you trip and you hit the table, then that, that's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Either. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like I, yeah, uh, someone also sent me like this um series of memes of people like there was a girl uh -huh. and she was um using dumbbells and then like when she put it mm -hmm. up like she smashed the light bulb and it's like oh, okay, yeah. like those little things you kind of don't think of like me also Absolutely. i was taking this like foundational ballet class and they were making us do mm -hmm. jumps and mm -hmm. the room my room which is in my parents house is right above our garage and i noticed like the ceiling is really like thin so if i jump mm -hmm. someone is really gonna hear me below and i was just thinking like, uh -huh. okay i don't want to ruin the light bulb in the garage and it's like <laughs> i know my house so it's kind yeah. of just like pausing and like okay i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do that part but i did the whole class mm -hmm. yeah. i recently had a i recently had somebody who uh, they were trying to do handstands and they had wrist issues. So as they were working through it, first question I asked them was like, "So what's the wall like behind you?" Yeah. He said, "Oh, I think it's I think it's concrete." I was like, "Okay, well, because if it's not concrete, you might put your leg through it." True enough, uh, she decided to use another wall because she said, "Wait, I don't think that's concrete." So this other wall looked like it was concrete. Right when she did her handstand, she slammed her legs into the wall and managed to put her legs through the drywall. So there was a big oh, hole. Shit, that can happen. <laughs> oh my god. It can. I mean, yeah. especially if, especially if you're, especially if you're not controlling your weight. It, for, for her, she was very new at the activity, so all she did was prop her weight onto her arms and just throw her legs against the wall, hoping the wall would catch her. But yeah, her yeah. legs went through the wall, and so you know things like that, like just knowing what your environment is like, yeah. right? it's just yeah. being aware. Okay, and. Um, have you been doing more of the online stuff ever since quarantine? Or was it something um, I, you were doing before that? 
Well, for a lot of the online consults I do or online work that I do, I've been doing it. I, I've been doing it a bit even for before the whole quarantine thing. So just because I have, um, I do have clients and I have athletes from around the world. So just because of where they are, sometimes the only way to get them is through a video call. So we kind of have an established workflow already of how to proceed and do things. Yeah. Um, but of course, more so now because a lot of our local clients can come to the office, then we just do it online. And of course, there are limitations, but still, if you actually, the good thing is, is that a lot of our clients are really well informed already as to what they need to do. So the amount of instruction that it takes to give them things to do at home actually takes less time. So it's sort of like there's continuity already because you kind of have yeah. a baseline for their practice and their capability. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It makes it so much easier. I mean, what would typically, even for us, like the only thing we can't do online is the, is the manual part where we have your hands on you. But otherwise, everything else, like through instruction and just being able to see you, we can guide you through it. Yeah. And what about, though, for like someone who doesn't want to, let's say, avail of a coach or something? Like they're just starting from zero. Like I guess the ordinary, mm -hmm. like a, an average person would just, yeah. I guess, start with free classes. Yeah. What would your advice be for them to how to approach it? So I would say, number one, you want to define your goals. What exactly are you wanting to do? So when you're choosing your classes, see if those classes will actually complement your overall goals. So for example, if your overall goal, goal is you want to be more flexible or you want to be able to, to do a handstand, let's say, uh, will the classes that you're taking now help you to get to that point? If your goal yeah. is weight loss, then the same thing. Uh, we'll just make sure that if your goal is weight loss, then the exercises you're doing will actually help you lose weight. You know, you can't do like 10 yoga classes in a day and say that my goal is weight loss. Yeah. Because you basically eliminate the cardio element to it. So really what you want is you want to choose your classes in accordance to what your goal is. Okay. And there's, a, there's an abundance. And having a goal also helps you kind of filter out like what you're going to do because there's an abundance of resources out there so this way you kind of get to see which will work for you which won't yeah i feel like that's what probably the most challenging thing is to to sift through all of the options mm -hmm. now so absolutely it's more of like i'm just talking about like personal experience because i've been mm -hmm. I, right now, I either do yoga on my own or I mm -hmm. signed up for um, like a, a monthly video channel from the dance studio that I used to go to in Brooklyn. And I kind of did that because I was feeling bored just practicing on my own. So sometimes I need like mm -hmm. another voice to just lead yeah. me so I don't have to think about it. And then the mm -hmm. third new thing I subscribed to was I got this annual Headspace plan. It's this meditation oh, yeah. app. Nice. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I also felt like, yeah, sometimes I don't want to move, but I just need to kind of focus on my breathing or mm -hmm. have someone else lead me through a 20-minute workout. Yeah. So I also wanted to join this, like he's like this hip choreographer on Instagram called 
Ryan Heffington. I'm not sure if you've heard about mm-hmm. him. Um, he was the one that choreographed like uh, a Sia video, that popular one uh-huh. where the kid is yeah. like dancing. Anyway, and uh-huh. but the time was in like U.S. time, and it just didn't work for me. So I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna wake up like early in the morning just yeah. to take this class. Like I'm not gonna be in the right mindset. Like I'll just be so sleepy of course, and of course. stuff. So yeah. I feel like oh, I mean that's the thing. It's, it's also the about the timing like, of that matter yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little things like discerning um what would be right for you. And I also uh-huh. don't think it's so much about just avoiding injury, but making the most out of your time, right? Like, you mm-hmm. want to enjoy also. Of course. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, um, when people like when people get hurt injury-wise, it's because they already are lacking that sense of focus and attention. And so then you're just a lot more negligent about what you're doing or you're just more pabaya, so to speak. Uh, yeah. A big part of it is, and you see that with people who are extremely tired, uh, so let's say early morning workout like you were talking about. If your class was at two a.m. and you know you went to sleep at you went to sleep at ten and you got up at one one fifty-five, that five minutes there where your brain is still lagging, like you're everything isn't tiring yet. So your response system is going to be really slow. So you're still going to be by the time you get halfway into the workout when everything is when everything is fired up, that's when you're like really going to be fully aware. So yeah, you're right. Timing matters also. And you have to establish like especially with people with everyone who's working from home now, what's your new timeline like? Is it now that you're working from home? Is working out first thing in the morning still the best thing for you? Or maybe you need it at the end of the day to undo all of the stress of actually working out uh, of actually physically working during the day or just doing a bunch of phone calls or emails. Yeah. Yeah. So especially that's part if, of it too. Yeah. If someone is like working on another time zone and mm-hmm. adjusting to being in Manila time here, yeah, yeah, it's like funny. Um, like for example, like I know somebody who does Barry's boot camp here in the Philippines, but they do Barry's boot camp in the states. And okay. this is where it becomes interesting. And this is where it becomes interesting because now you see everyone. And I actually, so I was actually curious about this. I remember asking, why would you pay for a Barry's boot camp? workouts in the states you know from somebody you never knew or never met versus like could say all these live classes that are here that might be even be free or let's say just because they're here and it's cheaper and you know one of the things that i got from the conversation was that well it's because they can communicate well they can explain things well and uh-huh. and you get it while you're working out you understand what they're doing and they have this sense of of being able to do um what do you call this to bond with you as you're as you're basically doing the workouts, and it yeah. feels like you're working out with somebody that you know. So there's a sense of familiarity. So that's one thing that people have to consider too. If you are doing a live class, when you're with an instructor, are you getting that kind of feedback? Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, that's one of the reasons why places like SoulCycle were such a hit back then. It's because the instructors were able to really de- uh, touch the people that they were they were working with in that sense you know they're able to connect with them yeah that's also why like i subscribe to my online the online classes of my studio in brooklyn because it's Mm -hmm. like i'm familiar with the teachers i know like okay 
this teacher, I'm gonna get this kind of style. Or like, I'm not in yeah. the mood for this today. And it's mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm also familiar with their bodies. So sometimes if mm-hmm. I see them doing something, I'm like, I know that that part isn't for me and stuff. And yeah. like, also just the familiarity. Like it was, because, mm-hmm. you know, Theo, my partner, is away. Yeah. And it was like having a piece of that neighborhood with me here, like getting to see the uh-huh. faces and getting to see Absolutely. the studio and stuff. Yeah. It's still con- and to see, that's what I mean by connection, right? It still connects you with that. Like a lot of the clients that I still continue to see online, um, because things are just so uh, in disarray right now and, you know, you can't leave your home and whatnot, they take they take um, comfort seeing me you. especially that's why I like to yeah. that's why I like to see this space I do my calls in this space it's because they recognize the space and they're like oh you know it feels like I'm actually out of the house it feels yeah. like I'm there with you so even if they're lying down in their home on a mat working out they still kind of get that feeling right yeah. and it's also because we can kind of establish that connection through there and that's mm-hmm. right and then this is why I always tell people when you're working out or at least for instructors. This is more of an instructor's note. When you're giving instruction, you see everything behind me blank. It's because you want the minimal amount of visual distraction. You don't want like your kitchen sink behind you with like a stack of plates or a couch with all these stuff. You want it as blank as possible so that when a person is actually doing an online class with you, they can actually see that, hey, this person is organized. And so that's a consideration that you have to take as a as a client, when you're picking an instructor, choose the ones who actually take the time to make their space look clean, because that means that they are actually putting thought into it, and these are the people that you're likely to connect with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there any last thing you want to say? For me? Well, For people uh, to leave with? Uh, go slowly. <laughs> And I think be, uh, that's the number one thing for me. It's like go slowly. Uh, if you've never worked out before, don't just pick just don't just pick up the most difficult workout because you think that that's a thing to do. The whole challenge, and I also caution people when you get those uh, those social media challenges, just be a little cautious because sometimes those things can be a little too intense for somebody who's never done them before. And so we've actually seen a few accounts where people have gotten hurt because whether they're doing uh, this, like for example, there was one who was doing the shirt, ex- the the ch- the t-shirt, uh, handstand t-shirt challenge. Yeah. And they they, they sprained their wrist because as they went on, oh, on their one hand, they just toppled over. So again, you know, just just be a little bit more cautious and discerning there. But that's pretty much all I have to say for that. Okay. Thank you, Francis, and thanks for organizing okay, and- your space for her talk. Of course, right? Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Have Always a good... like this, though. Okay. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye, Annika. Talk to you soon. Okay.